Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast. I'm Boyd Hilton. This is your weekly look at the main television and cultural highlights coming up. And I'm joined as ever by my glorious colleague, Stephanie Seelan. Oh, Boyd, you're too kind. We are not, however, joined this week by our other colleague, Kay Ribeiro, who outrageously has gone on what can only be described as a holiday. A lavish escape. A lavish holiday to the land of her forefathers, India. Yeah. But who needs Kay? Because in her stead this week, I mean, we all do. Don't, we all, don't we, get we all do. Also, we all do. she got sent a load of goodies this week from Amazon, which I pilfered. Right, good. So thanks, Have Amazon. You? Well done. Yeah. We are joined by vocally, orally oh, presence this week. Wow. Johnny John Boy Harris. Hello. God, we're lucky, aren't we, boys? Well, we're so lucky. This is really, this is really it. We've made it. John's got his own podcast. Oh, he has. What's it called again, John? The Dream Factory. The Dream Factory, in which him and his mate pitch comedy film ideas at each other, and sometimes someone else pitches them to them. To yeah, them. we're going to go on that. Well, we are. Well, he says that, but I mean, we'll believe it when we see it, won't we? Anyway, do listen Look to jo- John's. Soon. John's other podcast is genuinely funny. I mean, uh, this, this is, is like, this well, is genuinely funny. This is what it is. <laughs> but uh, boy, you can't start a podcast well, by slagging off the, our on. own podcast. All right, okay. I'm not slagging off. <sighs> you said we weren't. Anyway, more funny. importantly, this week, Steph, we yes. are looking in the in the in depth meaty section of reviews and previews. We're looking at Save Me, which is a new six part Sky Atlantic drama written by and starring the great Lenny James of The Walking Dead fame. Written and starring. What a talent. Well what done, a talent. you. Yeah. No spoilers. No. We're also looking at what I consider to be one of the most highly anticipated series of 2018. The assassination of Gianni Versace, colon, American Crime Story, coming up. BBC Two. BBC Two. Next Wednesday, the 28th of February. Oh, by the way, that's on the same time as Save Me. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Like we end up doing shows that are on the same time most weeks, but they are—they do clash. You have to decide whether which one you record, which one you watch live, oh, or just record both, both of them, you know, whatever. And finally, in our ongoing series of Oscar-related films, the multiply nominated I, Tonya, the drama about the Tonya Harding story. Yes, the famous ice skater who was embroiled in the scandal when some people... Someone attacked her rival, Nancy Kerrigan, and hit her on the leg with a thing. Oh, it's a proper scandal. Proper scandal. The Winter Olympics now are going to have nothing like that. No, there's the new skating star, isn't there? The new ice dancer, whose name I've already forgotten. And I don't know why I brought it up, but she's a massive star. Is she Russian? No, American. Big American star. She, she? Did a, she did a triple axel, which was one of the oh, things... Oh, she didn't? She did. Oh, could yeah. they not just let Antonia have I know, anything? I know, yeah. More triple axel chat later when we oh. get on to Antonia. Oh, I'm furious. In the meantime... Just because Kay's not here doesn't mean we're not going to change the format. We're still starting with stuff we've been watching, listening to, reading this week. Steph. If it ain't broke, that's all I'll say. Right, okay. So regular listeners will know that I have not been watching Netflix. I, Stephanie. I, Steph, have not been watching Netflix for a few weeks. I've rested it. Well, it rests no more, gang. It rests no more. I'm back on the Netflix, okay? And I watched an amazing documentary called... True Crime. No, Ooh. sort of, oh. sort of, right? Ooh. It's co- it's an hour and a half long. It's called Seeing All Red, okay? Oh. And it's all about 
Gloria Allred, very famous American women's right, rights attorney. And she's this, she takes on lots of controversial cases. Like she, I think she represents 23 of the women involved in the Bill Cosby case. Yeah. And so she... Be- Anything. Women accusing Bill Cosby. Women of, accusing yeah. Bill Cosby. But all of these women, because there's the statute of limitations in America, none of them can actually, oh, I don't know, what, what do they do? Sue him. They can't actually bring a case against him. This is like a but private prosecution. Still, yeah, so they, she's, re- yeah, that's right. exactly right. Yeah. So he, he can't be indicted that's by it. the... Oh, those yeah, are the words. By the can't public. Can't be indicted. Yeah. Right. But they can privately sue him yes. for distress causes. But this is all about her life and she has had a fascinating life. So she like she had a kid really young with the first guy that she met at university um, who is also now a very prominent lawyer. It's a brilliant insight. Lots of people hate her. She's very much a Marmite figure um, but she's done a lot for women's rights and she's very old now. She's had lots of tragic things happen in her life. She's, it's fascinating. You really don't hate fascinating. her though. I don't hate her, but I got really confused because there was a clip on where Jimmy Kimmel calls her the devil. And I'm like... Oh, Jimmy what? Kimmel? Yeah, they mm. would like showed clips of... Like, people are always taking the mick out of her. She's on Saturday Night Live. People are always impersonating her and stuff. And I'd never even heard wow. of her before. But she's a fascinating woman. And for all intents and purposes, she's done lots of good things. Yeah. I think she's a, she's a kind of feminist icon, isn't she? Well, is that, is that she fair? She definitely is. Yeah. She 100 I'm using is. that phrase, feminist yeah. icon. But it's a really, really good documentary. Even if you don't care, it's one of those documentaries that you can, just because she's such an interesting human being. Mm. So not crime, but sort of crime. Okay. Semi crime. Semi crime. But now for some actual <laughs> sort of crime. Right. True crime. Well, it's kind no, of true. fictional no, crime. Why don't I just let you tell us? Tell it, let Why tell than me you. trying to interrupt and guess? So this series was on in 2015, but I'd never seen it before. It's called One Bad Choice on Netflix, right? Mm. And it's all about teenagers who've made one, you guessed it, bad <laughs> choice and how it's affected their life. Oh. So the first one is about two friends and they become fast friends and they go out and they party and they make the very bad choice of one night taking an ecstasy tablet. Don't do drugs, kids. Right. And then... What's the bad choice? That sorry, was the sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. Boyd, I've do never drugs. done drugs in my Just life. Just say no. I've never, never, never touched soul. an illegal substance in my life. Anyway, and then one Jim. of the friends dies. I've never oh, smoked mm. a cigarette. Do you know that, Boyd? Wow. I know. But cigarettes are legal, by the way. But yeah. anyway. I, yeah. But still, it's like a drug. <laughs> John, John, John agrees. <laughs> yeah, just... Is- they're definitely legal. Definitely legal, yeah. But they shouldn't be. You don't legal. drink either, do you? No. Should we, should we, do you I'm mu- really pure. You are one of the most pure people. I know. Anyway, back to... Anyway, back to... Yeah. So, right, so the friend dies and it's all about... this, this one decision. She, no, after after about 10 hours. I thought you were going to say 10 years. After about 10 years, she goes, oh, it's the E that got me. <laughs> <laughs> no, she dies. And so this girl eventually goes to prison for it, blah, blah, blah. It's very good. So the whole series is about young people and how they made one choice and it changed their life forever. So, I think, yeah. very interesting. Wow. So they what like an hour each, an hour each yeah. and they're all and and true, got, true documentary. So they've got the person sitting there crying and going, oh, "I really didn't mean to do this." And then there's dramatization as well. Oh, okay. You know, I love a bit Sounds of dramatization. Yeah. It's good, right? And I okay, I'm holding my hands up here because you're literally you've got your hands right. up in the air. Now, a couple of weeks back, we reviewed what I said was the crappiest thing ever: altered carbon. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes, you, you hated it. I hated it. And so did oh. Kay. We were all in agreement that it do was... I, do I smell a backtrack? It's a reverse ferret. It's a reverse ferret. I'll tell ferret. you for why, right? Tell me. I was on the train coming into work and mm. I was sitting next to somebody and they were watching something that looked incredibly interesting. So I was looking over at them and I could see it had that sexy man in it. And I was like, oh, this looks like it's getting quite good. And it was <laughs> altered carbon. So hands in the air. I've actually given it another go. 
And you so wait did, a minute. Right. N- me, the, me on this very podcast yeah. explaining that I thought it got better yeah. after about three or four episodes. Yeah. That didn't convince you. But, boy, but someone on a train, yeah. just glancing over at someone on a train, yeah. was was he naked? Was that the thing? Was that he what was drove naked you? on oh, the train. Yeah. <laughs> Not the yeah. man. He was naked the in star. this particular... Yeah. yeah, he's always naked. Yeah. yeah. A lot of naked, nakedity. I just thought it looked interesting. And so <laughs> yeah, I've given it another go and it's not as crap as yeah, I it gets better, it doesn't it? it what, does where are you up get to better. now? I'm on episode three. It's all right. Oh, I'm further up, further on than you are. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you were prepared to give it a go from the start. I was like, this is crap, never watching it oh, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just holding my hands up that I know I said it was rubbish, but you know, you might want to give it another go. It's not so it's a good bad. Hands up. Yeah, it's a good hands up. It's a reverse ferret. Yeah. And that's it. Lovely. Although, one last thing. Oh, Always one last thing. Right, this You're American Life. You're the Steve Life, Jobs of the uh, podcast. This American Life did a really lovely podcast this week, a Valentine's Day one, and it was all about rom-coms. Oh. And it was true tales of when rom-coms have happened in real life, and it's really fascinating. You mean true life romantic situations? Yeah. <laughs> When like rom coms right. happen in real life, when romantic well, comedies happen well, in romantic real life, com- romantic, com- romantic comedy is a genre of film. I'm aware of that, but not just a comedy genre in real. Yeah, where's, because where's in real the life, you go, oh, I'm having in? a real, I'm having like a romantic comedy moment, really? style oh. moments, oh, okay. not like literally. Yeah. Like Notting Hill doesn't happen. No, no, well. not recreations of <laughs> of. Um, I'm just going to say right here and now. I love miss, actually, I miss Kay. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying that now. No, it, it wasn't going to be long okay. before that. Well, let me just say one of the examples is. A woman who she's like this guy for ages and she goes back to his apartment and she's like everything's going perfect they have this perfect kiss it's all wonderful she's like she can't believe this happened um and then they she wants to sleep with him and then she she realizes that she's started her period and she's like oh my god i can't um i can't have sex with him because i started my period sorry this is we've got to put i mean i have to say i wasn't expecting this but then what happens is so he's like oh i don't care and she's like what are we talking about she was brought up in a really conservative so anyway anyway they do the deed and when she switches the light on it looks like a crime scene right so what she does is she takes all his sheets off of um his bed and she basically goes she puts something over him and she goes oh you know what i've really got to go she puts the crime scene sheets in her backpack and then she goes to the subway in new york and <laughs> there's a police officer out there and they're doing random bag <gasps> searches oh, and so funny. basically they take these sheets oh, out and they're okay. like Okay, you can. We can do this one Bloody of two sheets. ways. Bloody you can either sheets. go downtown. We're keeping this as evidence and explain wow. what's happened, or we can go back to this guy guy's house. That's quite a dark romantic comedy. No, it's really funny because they yeah. end up together. Yeah. Okay, well, well, I've ruined no, that whole no, thing now. You have, but um, but you have explained very well. That example right. is a very okay. I now okay. I understand romantic what, comedy, true life romantic comedy, romance John. and what, comedy. What do you reckon? Well, if she killed the guy and then came up with this elaborate excuse <laughs> that ended with her going on a podcast talking about fake periods. Uh, good point. Why would you say that? Cover. But why would you say that, John? John's hit the Steph, n- you should, nail head. You should love that. That's, that's a, that's a I mean, that true crime podcast. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's make it. Anyway, that's really it. I'm sorry, that's it. Jonathan. Oh, hello. That's my, <laughs> that's my full name. Yeah, yeah, that's your full name. Let's it, go with it. All right. What have you? Boyd. <laughs> yeah, you see, there's no extension. No. Although Jonathan is my middle name. Oh. FYI. Yeah, you knew that. I've told you that many times. Many, many, many times. Boyd Jonathan Hilton. Yeah. What's your middle name, JD? I've got two. Go on. Oh. Claude and Neil. Claude, of course, with the French what? connection. Yeah. Your, so to speak. Claude is one of my absolute favourite names. For Jean a cat. Claude. You're no, Jean Claude. I have always <laughs> wanted to get a cat and call him Claude. Oh, wow. That's a great Jean Claude. Jason. You are Jean-Claude. You're Jean-Claude. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry. I... Well. And now forevermore. 
John Claude. Anyway, Johnny, Johnny Go Claude, on. what have you been listening to, watching, reading, studying this week? I haven't been studying anything, but okay. I saw Loveless. Oh, yeah. The intense Russian film. Ex- it's an intense Russian film. It's intensely Russian. Where is it on? It's intense and Russian. Well, is it in what cinemas is it screened? Is it, yeah. a, is it yeah. a, 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 a cinema service. film? Is oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, is it in Basildon? Is it in Luton, Milton Keynes? I, mean, I think it'll be one of the Curzon in London. Yeah. It's, it's in cinemas now, yeah. In cinemas now, right. Um, so it's a story of a missing child, but it's kind of used as a portrait of Russia in general, which mm. is really interesting because... I'm really ignorant on Russia and Russian culture, particularly like modern day stuff. So that it's a really interesting insight. However, it is one of the bleakest things I've ever seen. I know about this now because I listened to a Radio 4 thing. Isn't it this child, they don't really care about this child and then the child goes missing? Exactly. Correct. Right. Yes. Correct. Roger. There is a horrendous scene early on in the film that's absolutely heartbreaking to do oh. with the parents and the child. And it kind of just continues on a on a sombre note from there on. Uh, it's the second uh, to be nominated for the Best Foreign Language Film by the director, whose name I'm about to butcher, Andre Ziyanginstev. I feel like that was a terrible... That was awful. I don't think you tried your best. I don't either. But yes, Leviathan was his first song, wasn't it? Yes. Nomination. I think it's going to win, by the way. Zianjinsef. Hey, oh, nice. It was, Let me, it was quicker than my own. Sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely quicker. <laughs> yeah. Zvankinsef. Oh, <laughs> that was even Zvankinsef. This is not who can Andre say Andre yeah. Um It is, the, is an award for who can say the name quickest. Okay, fine. Were you overwhelmed by the bleakness? Could you cope with it? Or do you think it's worth watching? I think it's worth watching, yeah. but just I think there a, a warning in advance. It's not. There, date, it's, it's not, not date night. Is not, there any happy, are there any happy moments? No. No. Oh. It's not a bundle of laughs. Oh. No. Is it a bit um, Manchester <laughs> by the Sea? I haven't actually seen Manchester oh, by the Sea. Oh, it's bleaker than that. Shame. Manchester by the Sea I know. starts bleak, I know. maintains bleak and gets bleaker. But you know what? I, I don't want to spoil anything, but it, it is even bleaker, yeah. Really? Yeah. Russian bleakness is just... Yeah. On the other end of spectrum of uh, joy is uh, The Onion, the kind of satirical oh, yes. website. Is oh. this what you're going to talk about? Yes. Oh, you t- oh, it's on my list. Um, uh, no, Johnny, no? you're the podcast expert, the podspert. Yeah. A Very Fatal Murder. Yes. So it's a kind of satire on all the true crime podcasts that Steph and I consume I f- weekly. I feel like you're just taking the piss out of me by recommending I, this. I tapped, Steph and I bumped into each other on the way to work the other day didn't I and I tapped you on the shoulder and I said and I was listening at the time to an episode of this very podcast and I explained it to her and she was offended by the idea it's that anyone really was taking funny. the piss out well, of true, life, because, true crime podcast well as you know I'm currently listening to Atlanta Monster which is brilliant about the murders in the 70s yeah. and 80s but, but anyway. this is fantastic isn't that John I would say Steph though it is made clearly made by people who really love the genre like they they hit the nail on the head so many times that it can't just be by someone who is annoyed by the concept. So you think that they consume oh, a yeah. lot it's of it. It's done with yeah. love. Yeah. Is it? Absolute detail, isn't it? Yeah. Detailed kind of Is it like imitation is the best form Completely, of flattery yeah. thing? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the first time, not, I don't want to go too much, but the first time that they interrupt a really harrowing sequence <laughs> with an advert for a meal delivery <laughs> okay, service, that is, all right, that's I thought funny. they yeah. have really... The yeah, adverts are brilliant. In the, in, yeah. in the last one, there's an advert, is it like, you know Stamps.com is always on, yeah. like Mark Maron. And MailChimp. Have you listened to, you must listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I I haven't actually. Oh. I've only just well, started. I think the stamps.com one is in the final episode. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like, you know, the, the official service is, why keep going to the post yeah. office when you go? This one is, go to the post office. Stop stop destroying post offices. <laughs> Fuck stamps.com. <laughs> just buy letters, but buy stamps from your post office, you bastards. I thought it was so good. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh. very much recommend. So I think you think I would find this funny. I, even I though... thought it was. I been I've been listening to it all week, and I've been chuckling like a fucking idiot on the tube. Really, yeah. but even though I really love and do hold yes, dear true love crime, because lo- yeah. the brilliant thing about it, isn't it, Joe, is that it like all the best spoofs of something. Yeah, the story itself, as absurd as it is, is still compelling. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Did you ever watch um? Oh, what's the the Netflix one about? Yeah, it's similar, isn't it? Yeah, the oh, Netflix the one. one. American Crime or American Vandal? American Vandal. American Vandal. I did watch that. So yeah. yeah. Can I just? I'm going to admit something. Oh, I was really confused by that because I actually thought that was real for ages. <laughs> I was like, what? Why did someone draw all these penises on a car? Who was it? Was it really him? I was very confused because it appears in like the true crime section of. Yeah. It, but okay, just so we yeah. can tell people. I so mean, this is a spoof. I, I it's all about. It in, in did you? Pod number 12. I'm, I'll make that up which one no it was, one's but I mentioned it back then. You mentioned we're on like 46 now. It was one of my favourite things of last year. It was brilliant. Was it? Yeah. Okay, so this is about a boy who is accused of. Drawing loads of penises. Drawing cocks and balls. Yeah, on, on, on the teacher's cars. cars in yeah, car and park, then he gets yeah. expelled. Yeah. But it's not real. But I actually did think it was real when I first started watching well, it. I mean, and then I stopped watching because I was like, this is shit. This is not even a really good true crime. And actually, for the first time now, I realise that it is a spoof. <laughs> Just a being truthful. Well, there we go. Not now. No. I didn't know. I promise you. <laughs> what? Even though I, I stopped I watching it. it. I mentioned Boyd, it. I don't oh know how many times I'm going to say this. I do not listen to anything say. you say. I honestly lot. didn't realise. John, let's draw a veil over I it. American listen- Vandal. I stopped listening to anyway, it. Anyway. Watching it after like 10 Watch minutes. it again and it's brilliantly funny. Right, no, okay. Yeah. Similar. A very fatal murder. Yeah. Download now. Download it. Get okay. it. Listen to it all. And then another podcast recommendation is Ed Sheeran. Is been, he's been on lots of podcasts this week. Oh, well, I say lots. He's been on two oh. with other musicians. And it's it's this... Because because it, there's a real democratisation of f- the format with podcasts. Like anyone can do it. Mm. Lots Boy, of people... Um, d- John Hi, John. John Dan, that word democratisation is far too clever for this podcast. I'm just going to say you're going to have to Don't lower. It just is, though. It's just very we highbrow. Are, we are medium brow. Demo- we mix our brows. Can you so just add just that on a list? All kind of yeah, words, more words, than two syllables. Too yeah, many please, syllables. Please. Don't. Yeah. No, we can cope. We can cope. Okay. Um, anyone can start their own podcast. And it means that As we have proved. a lot of people from... <laughs> Yeah, sorry. From other fields have started doing podcasts. And so last week, George Ezra launched a podcast. He's like a pop troubadour kind of yes. figure. Good use of troubadour. And, oh, sorry. God, troub- you lot. That's three oh. syllables. Is that all right? Yeah. Pop man, human. <laughs> Thank man. you. Pop man. man. Thank you. Yeah. A pop man launched podcasts. Oh, yeah. And the Ezra. Uh, he started with an interview with Ed Sheeran mm-hmm. and the second series of a podcast called Table Manners, which is hosted by Jesse Ware. Who's a pop lady? Thank you, pop lady. <laughs> pop troubadourette. Yeah. <laughs> she with her mum. She bri- she invites Ooh. someone over for dinner, Ooh. and they chat. And wow. the second season was launched with an episode with Ed Sheeran. God, they made so sausage casserole. Oh, oh so that's on it. Great. God, you make so, me yeah. sick. The the um the genre of the podcast interview while something else is being done is is quite common. So you yeah. know, there's one that my friend Emily Dean does, where she walks the dog with a friend. People love a walking them. the dog yeah. podcast. Yeah, and that's really good. Yeah, it's a really great. really yeah. great podcast. Yeah, that one, yeah she's yeah. brilliant. The Dean is. is a well, star. now you've sufficiently got people to not listen to our podcast anymore and listen to all these much better podcasts. Outrageous! <laughs> Didn't say they were better. Didn't say they were, no right, one said okay. that. I'll anything else? Anything it. else, Johnny Boy? Right now. <laughs> no, I'm I'm all out. Well done, Boyd. Yes, thank you. What you been up to? I have some things. Well, there's a few things I wanted to mention because, try as we do, we can't cover every major new TV thing on 
in any given week. So I wanted to. I've been watching. I've been watching some of the other things that are coming up in the same week as these shows are launching. There is, for example, the third in the Strike series. You know, the Cormoran oh, Strike, right. J.K. Oh, Rowling, Halli- Ryan's Galbraith. I always want to call her Halliday Holiday Granger. Holiday, Holiday Granger. Granger. Holiday Granger. And uh, Tom Burke. Did they get together at the... No. Not, no, 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 they're not no, together, no, are they? No, no, no. But they no. Have, have got a flirtation. No. They're very flirtatious. Well, very subtle. That's the yeah. whole thing is the will they, won't they? Are they, aren't they? Are they even flirting? And this, will in fact... Are? So the interesting... So this is the third book. Okay. The, and the most recent. She hasn't... She's only written three so far. So they've now caught up. So they're now waiting for her. JK slash Galbraith. She must feel so pressured. I think she's chilled she's about so it. She's so stressed. Really? But like a whole crew are waiting for her to finish a book so they uh, can do a series. Did. We've been waiting for about 10 years for George R.R. Martin, well, haven't we, from Game of Thrones? So, I mean, I think, you know, oh, that's it's true. fine. Come on, George. Apparently it's imminent. Her, 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 her. Anyway, I've, I, I've read these books, and this is my favourite of her, but I think this is a really great. And it starts mm. with a brilliant premise, or the, or the very enticing premise, that they get sent in the post, Cormoran and his assistant, um, now p- slash partner, played by Holiday, a severed leg in the post. Mm. And oh my God, said, can you imagine how much that would have cost to post? It cost a lot. <laughs> and I know we that? have post issues in the in the heat office, but I mean, a severed yeah. leg is something we've never yet received. We've probably received like oh, cakes in the shape ha- of a severed. That's what I was going to say. Not yeah. true. Remember when we got that um, severed yeah. arm cake yes. and that was delicious. It was a cake. This is not a cake. This is an, this actual, is an actual leg, not delicious. Leg. Right. And of course, Cormoran himself. Oh, has, yeah. Well, steady. Yeah, he's not got a leg, has no, he? No, he's got an amputee. He's an amputee. Oh. So he. So partly the story is: is it connected to him That's what I personally? Was just then it turns out she's got a whole thing going on in her life that we didn't know about, and so it could to be connected to leg? either or both of them. No, I don't want to. I'm, okay. I'm now getting to spoiler territory. So, but it's a really. Have you read this? If you're looking like you've, you've known what I'm talking no, about. No, I'm up to date with the show, but I haven't. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's really, really good. So I w- okay. strongly recommend that. And that starts on Sunday, the whatever it is of February. Do you think they'd ever get to a situation like Game of Thrones where they start producing shows ahead of Oh my God, I've just books? remembered you don't watch Game of Thrones. Um, Apologies. Oh I God. think they probably, I don't think they will with this. I can't see J.K. Rowling kind of going, oh yeah, you do create your own mysteries for, I don't think so. I think they'll have to wait. That's my guess, my very strong guess. She'll, she won't let that She happen. likes, yeah, I think she's, she'll, she'll keep she, control. Yeah, I think so, I think so. So this is next Sunday, starts next Sunday, it's a two-parter, starting on BBC One at nine o'clock. Another thing I wanted to mention, This Country, do you watch This Country, the BBC Three comedy uh, written by and starring Daisy May and Charlie Cooper, their siblings. Right. In this country, it was a brilliant mockumentary about life. In the show, they play cousins, kind of mm. doofus cousins, living in the wilds of wherever it is in the country, in the country, mm. in a small mm. village. Yeah. And it's all about, and it's done in, in, in spoof documentary style. It's just, you have to see it. Watch five minutes of it. So it'll, it'll be there now, I think, series one on iPlayer or whatever. And this is a long-awaited second series. It was one of the most acclaimed um, new oh, comedies really? of last year. It. It's hilarious. Seriously funny. BBC they three. are BBC three, and it will be on the iPlayer from like uh, next, not this Monday, next Monday. Okay, and that's brilliant. If you haven't heard of that, and um, the other thing, the, Chris Rock on Netflix. Come on, Steph. I right. thought you'd mention this. You love I the Rock. I cannot believe. Well, I can't believe I didn't mention. I went to. You went to the I Rock. I went to Chris Rock. Live. Okay. So I went to watch. I love, 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 love Chris Rock. And I went to his latest live gig at Wembley, and now it's available on, on Netflix. The Netflix. I forgot to tell Dropped you. Dropped on Valentine's Day. An amazing thing happened when I was at Wembley, right? Oh, I'm glad I reminded so you. So he stopped. It's really funny, guys. It's bri- he he does it like he's oh, he's just per- he's brilliant, and he does a lot about what's really interesting about this um, time round is since he did his last um, comedy round, stand up special. Yeah, this is his last special. He's got divorced. Yeah. 
so a lot of the humour comes from that mm. um, and it is just it's absolutely brilliant it's hugely relatable he makes everything hugely relatable but when I was there you couldn't you weren't allowed to take phones in or anything because no. obviously he's way, like, you know, doing this Netflix special and there was a guy in the front row he stopped um, he literally stopped mid-joke and basically went can someone get this fucking joker out of here wow. like he was like I'm trying to get th- my Netflix money and basically got yeah, this guy yeah. removed. It was that's great. It was amazing. Yeah, it yeah. was absolutely amazing. And well, he was like, if you're going to try it, if you're going to try and um, just le- at least try to hide it, it was very, it was very good. But I'm sure brilliant. that's not on it. Well, the this the show Tambourine is yeah. now on the Netflix, and it's about like it's an hour of glorious rock. Have glorious you watched? Have you watched it? Well, I watched the first half, oh, and it's so brilliant. Funny. The first half is brilliant, and so it talks about yeah, all these. There's a lot about Donald Trump. Yeah, and it's, of, it's it's he is brilliant. It's it's a joy to have him back. Yeah, yeah. it just. Technically, his delivery His is delivery fantastic. is absolutely unrivaled. I mean, apart from Dave Jerry, Chappelle, who Jerry is my, Seinfeld. Who's my favorite. Jerry yeah, Seinfeld. but have you seen his his comedians in cars uh, getting course, coffee with uh, Chris Watts? Well, yeah, they're very good friends, they aren't mates, they? Best mates, yeah. yeah best he mates. Um, but yeah, please, please do watch it. it is John really is looking inquisitively. Is the show that you saw live at the O2 the same as the one that was on Netflix? I saw it at Wembley and I think it was... It's, I think it is the, the show. Wembley it's the broadly yeah. the same material. What they yeah. do what they do with the Netflix specials is they all... they Because he does the same show every because he did do it at the O2. They cut, they film it every night and then they cut, I think. They, what, that's what they do with all his shows. I think they you're usually right. cut bits yeah. in and out because sometimes the cut, jokes go better. Go better. Like different, yeah. Oh, so it's filmed, for, it's like an arena show they film? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. a lot of them will do them in like... They'll tour fit... Uh, Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's, very, that's like Dave Chappelle did yeah. one of those, a little one, and then he did. But Dave Chappelle obviously just did some gigs in London that literally nobody could get tickets to, and I still be- don't believe anybody. Oh, yeah, still furious about that. I'm furious about furious, that. Furious. Um, and so he did, you know, when he released his two at Christmas, he did one which was an intimate gig and one which was a big okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, good point. Yes, so Chris Rock Tambourine so is good. is streaming now on the Netflix, and, it, and it, I can't wait to watch the second half. Frankly. Yeah, it's really, really it's funny. Really, really funny. Up to standard. But we cannot dilly dally with all of these fripperies. No, we've got to when we've got some solid meat. I know we to haven't got K here. Chew. Though. So we've got to be stop really saying, careful stop about going on about K. Oh, we've got to be careful about here. the time. What I'm saying is, because oh. usually she's oh, such, yeah, she, well, she's such a pest about she the time. She is a pest about the time. We have, yeah, we've got more freedom. We can go on for hours. I know. First of all, let's discuss Save Me, which is a new six-part drama from Sky Atlantic slash Now TV. It's created by, and it stars, the great Lenny James of The Walking Dead fame. He was also, most, what film was he in most recently? Quick, quick, quick. Blade Runner 2049. Was he? Yes. Was he? He was. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. He was. You remember with all those kids making those weird things in that kind of like oh, yeah, factory? Factory. He was in charge of them. He was the weird guy, Hi. the weird creepy guy, who uh, Kay, the cop, got in his face because he was really weird and creepy. And he had one of the secrets to how that little thing that he was trying to find had been made. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Wow. That was the that great was Lenny James. James. Anyway, I'm going to get you, Steph. Okay. I'm looking at you. Look Here's at looking you at want. you, Steph. Right. Well. What on God's green earth is Save Me All About? Well, as you said, written and starring the great Lenny James. So Lenny plays Nelly, uh, Nelson Nelly Rowe. Okay. This is a guy who is kind of. He is, I want to say, he's like a lovable rogue. He's kind of the man about 
a council estate where everybody knows and everybody likes. He's the guy you want to drink with in a pub. All the women like him. He's just, he's a bit of, he's a lovable rogue. Okay. Ducker diver. Yeah. Bobo Weaver. Diver. He's, he's, he's got his fingers in a lot of pies. And he he's has. got his, he's yes. got his fingers in a lot of pies yes. and he's got his bits in a lot of ladies. Oh. Right. So, but he's currently staying with a nice lady called Tina. Yes, okay. played by the great Kerry Godleman. Yes, she's stand-up really... comedian. Oh, is she from Der- of Derek fame? Oh, she was in. And she's also in the Ricky Gervais podcast. That I keep going about. All the Stop! Time. It's seven ninety nine. Stop banging on about it, Boyd. It's, right. it's worth okay. it. Sometimes you got to pay for good content. Sorry to interrupt. Carry anyway, on. Anyway, the whole thing opens with a little, um, a little bit of video of a young girl called Jodie, who it's revealed is actually Nelly's daughter that he hasn't seen. Last time he saw her was when she was three, and she basically was a little video saying to her mum, "Look, I've gone away to find my dad. Just." let me have a week and then you see her on a little journey to wherever she's going to go you see Nelly getting up to all his business and then you're introduced to her mum because the police arrive Jodie's gone missing you see her get into a car and they think Nelly's got something to do with it but he has got no idea what the hell is going on he's had three missed calls from a number that he doesn't know which actually turns out to be Jodie so the whole setup is he basically had a little fling with uh, Jodie's mother, Claire, played by the wonderful Saran Jones. Now, Saran Jones is now living this really kind of middle class life, isn't she? Yes. So In suburbia. Yeah. So she's living middle class life in suburbia. Nelly's living a life where he doesn't actually have no fixed abode. Indeed. Um, but they're brought back together because Nelly wants to find out what happened to his daughter. Correct. And that, there you have it. That's a great summary, isn't it, John? It's an excellent summary, Thank top you. summary. Oh, How would you say, so I feel this is quite an elusive genre of television because I was expecting it to be, on the one hand, it is crime. So, because mm. this 13 year old girl's disappeared, the last thing you see of her in the CCTV footage is of her going into a car, someone's yep. car. And, and there's rather cleverly, she's clearly been groomed. So the police are going on about when they think that he, Lenny James's character, has, is responsible. Mm. Like, well, she's been talking to you for a year and you've been grooming her in chat rooms or talking to her on it, but he doesn't know anything about it. So someone has been assuming his identity yeah. to entice her to come and visit him, which is really dark mm. and nasty and horrible. And then it becomes clear that he thinks, well, it must be, if it's, it's not him that's done this, it must be someone who knows him. Because they know so many intimate details, so many about details about his life. his life. And we meet, we see quite cleverly, I thought, um, they interweave these shots, these sequences of him in the pub with all these different people. There's a whole gang of people that go mm. to the pub. There's students, there's his neighbours, there's his various lovers, there's various women that he's with, there's the landlady. And, and it's kind of, so it feels partly like a whodunit, which of them will be responsible. But also it feels like a kind of social commentary on working class life and oh, middle class life. Am I, that. Do you think that's fair? It 100% is. Yeah, it is, isn't 100%. it? It's complete, like... You feel completely submerged in this estate life. But because the contrast with, because then we then see Saran Jones's yeah. existence in this very lush, um, lavish home in suburbia with her seemingly a little bit dodgy record business husband, yeah, a new husband who's, who's immediately like not very likable. And so I immediately feel there's like, you know, it's basically, it's kind of saying, you know, there's a kind of gritty realism to the yeah. lives of the working class people on the on the estate. And yet there's a kind of, Slightly something something nasty going on with the middle class, but we don't really know what it is yet. I mean, I've only watched the first episode. This is six episodes, but I do feel there's. It's definitely. It's just rare to see. But Bottom line is, how rare is it to see working class lives? 
depicted mm. in this way in a TV show. I think it's in a drama. Yeah. I think it's really rare. But they've done what they've done really cleverly as well is that the colours completely change when they go when they oh, switch yeah. to Saran Jones's. Yeah. Um, everything is really vacant. Everything is very pale. Everything is very it's colourless. Minimalist. Where, yeah. Whereas when you are when you were in the estate with Nelly, everything is really vibrant and there's loads and like the music is a huge part of this. And I don't know if you noticed, there is no music playing at mm. all when they go into the middle class area. It's it's yeah. really like juxtaposed. Yeah. Yeah, this whole thing, but there's all this like really vibrant music mm. playing whenever you're in the whenever you're in the estate yeah. area yeah. of of this. John, were you interested, compelled, gripped, surprised, yeah. shocked, appalled? I watched three of the episodes. Did you? Yeah. you didn't? Yeah. So, sorry. Wow. Oh, you're way um, ahead of us. So what? Uh, Steph used the word submerged. And I thought that was bang on. Um, Good word. Because I, I don't know whether this was so much in the first... I think it is in the first episode, but it continues happening throughout the, the first three episodes. It's characters just appear. They're not introduced. Yeah. Mm. They just appear, which I guess is what happens in real life. Yeah. And so I thought that was really interesting. And there is a... I think some people might find that a bit jarring because, some you know, characters just appear and they don't... They're not explained and you just have to kind of get on board with that. Um, another thing that I thought was really, really interesting, you were saying about the, the working class depiction. I also think... Nine out of ten dramas or, or of this style, the lead, the main protagonist or the person you'd follow would be the mother who's lost their child. Yes. Yeah. But the ninety percent of the perspective is from Lenny's character. Yeah, yeah. So you're getting a, and he would be a character that actually I think in a traditional drama that style would be painted as a potentially dodgy character. Oh, completely. Who yeah. Probably did it for the first few episodes before yeah. you went. Oh no, it's not him. He's yeah. guilty. I agree. And so that's a really interesting perspective uh, shift. <sighs> I think the brilliant thing about Lenny James' character, actually, he's a survivor. That's what he is. He's like yeah. he's like a working class survivor. He he's do doing whatever he can yeah. to thrive in his environment. And actually, he does thrive in his environment in many yeah, respects. I mean, it's, it, it's so um, clever, though, because you're, you absolutely, your sympathies are with him. Yeah. But then equally, he is sleeping with, what, three, maybe know, four women we, oh, behind their backs. There's a brilliant scene. I mean, it's, again, this isn't, I hope this isn't a spoiler, but in episode one, He's confronted by the reality of the fact that he's seeing mm. these women at the same time, which is a great scene. I thought it was so well done. Quite hard to pull off that kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. To make it believable. How would, how would the women react? You know, I thought it was so well done. And so he is a dodgy customer with definitely, you know, suspect morals, but it's real, isn't it? It's like, yeah, you totally believe this guy. This guy is who he is, and he's just yeah. living his life day to day. Um, kind of partly sleeping with these women just to have a roof That's over That's what head. I mean. He's a survivor. Yeah. He's doing what he needs yeah. to. And of course, he's charming. And of course, yeah. uh, all the women love him. And he, he's, you know, he's got he's got that charm. And he's just, you know, the gift of the gab. He's one of those men. And but in in this estate, he's king of that estate in many respects, isn't he? People yeah. do respect him. He people listen to what he's. He's got to say he does command a certain yeah, people treat him in a certain way. Back in the way. day, you know, now he's yeah. what fifty or something. But back in the day, probably when he was in his thirties, he was like, you know, this handsome, handsome, um, yeah. rugged, charismatic figure. Well, that's who how everyone... he ended up with Claire. That's yeah. how he ended right. up with this middle class woman, yeah. and obviously had a little yeah. bit of a dalliance. Um, he was, you know, and he's not lost any of that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think he. I think he's such a. The cast has character. been Stephen Graham, who's always great. Yeah. Alexander Arnold, who's in Skins, you remember from Skins? Is the, he's the studenty guy, who's the slightly annoying in episode one student dude who oh, won't right. do what he's told. He wants to do his yeah. roll ups in the pub and they yeah. want to go out and smoke. Susan Lynch is always great. Kerry Godlemy, who I mentioned, who's a brilliant comedian. Jason Fleming 
is in it playing uh, a kind of drag guy, isn't he? It was very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Casting, I think it's really good. I just think the characters are great. I think the cast is brilliant. I, I'm very impressed with this, I, I have to say. And I think one of the things I want to about the, I know I keep going on about the class thing, but perhaps one of the reasons why it occurred to me is because I interviewed Michaela Cole recently mm. of Chewing Gum fame. Yeah. And she, one of the things, she, at one point in the interview, she said, she said, we're talking about, you know, what you see on TV, et cetera. She said, suddenly stopped and she went, name me a black or brown working class TV writer. And mm. I couldn't. It was just sat there for about 10 mm. minutes, like blankly. Well, we've got one now because yeah. Lenny James is from South London, I believe, oh, actually, in real life, comes from a fairly working class background. This is writing right. about these people. Do you know what I was going to ask you about that? Because I think the character is so well drawn. Yeah. Because actually what you could be in danger of with maybe a white middle class writer or something like this of overdoing oh, yeah, it totally. and actually I found this spot on like as, as you all know I'm from Luton and I have grown up around estates and I it is exactly like yeah. that it wasn't too much it wasn't too yeah, it little it doesn't glamorise it it doesn't, it does, it doesn't no, make it seem too just, grim it's, it's, it's it, real it's it is, authentic it's, it's not I think you could have been in danger of someone being like oh everyone on, on who lives on these kinds of estates is miserable actually no they're not they're, they're right. not all miserable and it isn't all terrible it's just a different life yep. a life where you don't have a huge finances and you get by and I thought it was, that is incredible I'm really pleased actually because mm. I didn't know what his origins yeah, were yeah. that's why it's so well done absolutely at this point in the proceedings I think Kay would say get, get, move us on she to would. the star rating wouldn't she because we're obviously slightly getting slightly indulgent yeah. John how many stars are you going to give Save Me which by the way they're going to put out so it starts on Sky Atlantic slash Now TV next Wednesday and it's going to be in full it's going to be watched as a binge Ooh, it's, it's a going to be a binge, binge. You can binge, it's a binge. from it's nine a binge. o'clock. How many stars are you giving it, John? Uh, four stars, and I'm glad that it's a binge because the reason I got to three episodes is they keep doing the classic cliffhanger thing. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. You, get, you finish, particularly with the second one. There was there was no option but to continue really? watching. Oh, I'm going to watch all of yeah. them. Oh, okay, I've got to watch episode two. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm giving it. I'm going to give it four and a half. I'm giving it four and a half yeah. as well. Yeah, it's a four and a half. It's a four and a half. Moving on to, on the same night next Wednesday, also at nine o'clock on BBC Two, the start of the assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story, episode one of nine, showing on the BBC Two. From the same people that brought us OJ. Yes. People vs. OJ Simpson, which came out in 2016, was effectively the first, this is an ongoing series, so it's created by Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy is the showrunner. The, probably the world's most successful show. Maybe Sh- him and Shonda Rhimes vie for that title, I would say. So he, yeah. you know, he American Horror Story, Feud he did recently, the yeah. Bet- oh, Betty Davis, brilliant. brilliant. Mm. Um, that's still available on iPlayer. Still available. He created Glee, of course, was what mm. really got him his, a massive hit. Scream Queens. Scream Queens. You know, he's just been snapped up by Netflix on a like $250 million deal. Yeah. But in the meantime, he's still going to carry on doing American Crime Story. Or, you know, his team are going to carry on doing American Crime Story. And you know that, interestingly, I think, what originally, so um, the idea of this series is it's not just any old true crime. It's a very famous crime that also has a social significance. So, mm-hmm. for example, so the O.J. Simpson one was this incredible story, obviously, that everyone knows. But also, how, how did racism it's in America racism, play yeah, into yeah. that whole thing? And the original plan was for the second series to be about Hurricane Katrina. 
Really? Yeah, and the, and the scandal of how okay. those people were, you know... Left, left to die. by mm. the government, effectively, yeah. yeah. Um, but that was such a huge project, and th- th- this has gone in instead as the second series. Okay. And this is really... Uh, one of the big themes of this, which we'll get onto in, in, in detail, is how does homophobia, really, I yeah. think, affect certainly the ma- the guy who's the serial killer who killed Versace, mm. Andrew Cunanan, who targeted rich gay men on a killing spree mm. in 1997, and how does homophobia affect, you know... Versace and his partner and his sister Donatello and all that that's a big theme ongoing as well as being this incredible true crime story and you know what the fourth one is going to be what the fourth one is going to be Monica Lewinsky (gasps) and Bill Clinton oh nice yes and that's going to be obviously all about politics and power and you know the mm. the you know sexual impropriety right. which could not be more topical obviously in oh many ways goodness. that's gonna be, so he's I think he's so brilliant at these bold taking these yeah. bold stories and turning them into TV drama in this Versace is played by Edgar Ramirez Andrew Cunanan is played by Darren Chris who's been in a lot of American Horror Stories Susan I know you're a fan of you're a fan of AHS aren't I like AHS oh, yeah. mm. Penelope Cruz is Tonatella oh Versace. I'm a big fan of Penelope Cruz yeah and Ricky Martin. In a, in oh, a, she bangs, she bangs. She bangs, she bangs. <laughs> is very, I think, very good. As, Ricky Martin's excellent. Yeah, as Versace's longtime partner, Antonio D'Amico. Ricky Martin is one of the most handsome men alive, I think. Big words, big words. He and you do there. see him in trunks quite a lot. I Not as often as you see as you see Darren Chris as Andrew Cannon in his little tighty pants. No. Which is extensive. Yeah. You see that extensively, just FYI. There's a lot of tight pants. A lot of tight pants going on. It's obviously set in mostly set in Miami. So it starts off with the murder, you see the murder. He was shot out. So Cunanan killed Versace outside his Miami mansion in 1997 in broad daylight, extraordinarily, mm. ran off and, you know, there was a massive police hunt for him. Mm. So in the first episode, I've watched the first two, so there's nine coming up. And in the first, it's as much about the killer and how he be, has become has this become twisted psychopath mm. as it is about Versace and his extraordinary life and his being yeah. this legendary fashion designer and his world living in this lavish Miami mm. world with his boyfriend and... Donatello and all of that, so it kind of cuts so, between the two, doesn't it? Yeah. And I, let me finally say in my in my um, explanation mm. of this show, it's written by. This is me admitting a personal interest. It's written by my neighbour Tom Rob Smith, who what? lives two floors above me in my building. Yes. It's written by your neighbour. Yes, he wrote. Tom Rob Smith wrote the novel Child Forty Four, which is a huge best selling. Um, oh, I love novel. that film. The, 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 into the a film, film with Tom, with Tom Hardy. Hardy. If you haven't watched that film, people, that is an absolutely... Well, the book's much better. Brilliant. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. The film is with Tom Hardy good. is really, really good. Great performance from yeah. him. He also wrote London Spy, the Ben Whishaw, oh. which, was, which I loved, which was brilliant. He's you really, are really living with some fantastic people. Yeah. And he's written all of this whole series. So even though um, Ryan ha- Murphy is the showrunner and he directed this, the first yeah. few episodes and stuff, it, the actual script was written by Tom. How regularly do you see this, Julius? Well, he's, he wrote the, he went to LA, moved to LA to write to do this whole thing. Yeah. And so I don't see him that often. But every so you're now having then, parties in his flat? Um, it, sadly not, but, mm. you know, bump into him all the time. Anyway, John... A, were you interested in... For me, this is like... I was. I, I had a big, you know, excitement, anticipation for this as soon as it was announced. I thought it was an intriguing um, story to try and tell. Casting was fascinating. Were you similarly or were you not bothered at all and not in the vaguest bit did, interested? Did you watch The People vs. OJ? I did, yes, and I loved it. Um, I thought that was brilliant and I was intrigued because I thought the concept of... What would you call it? It's like a, a thematically linked series. Where, yeah. So they're not, you know... They don't continue the same story, but thematically in this kind of, how you say it, affects society, but it, but there's a crime element. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. I, oh. am, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I don't want to like 
You can, you can. By the way, you can be as honest as you want. Just because my mate Amster have written the script, oh, and I, don't, no, no, no. I say he's my mate. I don't even. I haven't seen him for yet for like. He's going to listen to this. <laughs> he is. He's going to listen to this, and then you won't be it's able to pu- borrow cups of sugar. So um, you be careful. No, no. The point I was going to make is my intrigue on the case is fairly limited, right. uh, Due to the fact that I was six when it happened. You're just showing off about your age now. That's why I was anxious to say it. Right. So instead so, of being interested in Versace and murder, when you said, "What were you? What were you interested? In? What were you paying attention to?" Come on, just get focus. Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh. And wow. <laughs> I mean, what, what? Yeah. I so mean, priorities it, all wrong. Does it not interest you? Does it intrigue you? Uh, just as a story, anyway. I would love to know for you guys how the the two shows, the last series and this. How they affect you guys as people who kind of live through the news stories well, happening. Do you this see what happened I mean? just before. Was it just before or just after Diana died in '97? Oh, yeah. So this was, was a big. This was a big time. year yeah. Yeah. for people dying. It was so shocking at the time. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, it happened I do. Yeah. I mean, I was like, it was shocked. And what was really shocking is that, but like you said, because it happened in broad daylight, and I remember there being so much footage of it happening. It just being like unbelievable that any this could happen mm. at all. Yeah. I'm fascinated because I was slightly older than you at the time, JD. But I do think it's worth mentioning that, like you said, thematically these things are linked, but it isn't like the People vs. OJ. No. It, I mean, that was all about the trial and it was very mm. chronological, actually. Yes. And you, but yes. this really is not like that. No, so it jumps around in time. Yeah, so yeah. don't go expecting that because it is, as you say, as much about the life of the killer as mm. it is about Gianni Versace's life. And that's as it should be, because it's a, it is really a commentary about the time yeah. and how what happened happened. But it isn't, it isn't really anything like the people who's OJ, which goes from he did this, then this happened, then this happened, and then you're all waiting to see what happens at the end. But I think it's beautiful. Absolutely. Like in its flamboyance, it's fantastic. It's really amazing to watch. I think Ricky Martin is brilliant as the boyfriend. And there's a brilliant scene where he's just sitting there with his, like, he's been playing tennis and he's just completely covered in blood and Donatella Versace, played by Penelope Cruz, comes in and she kind of berates him. They obviously, they yeah. obviously don't get on yeah. in real life, but he's been his partner for 15 years and there's this amazing scene where he has to admit to this police officer. This police officer says, he says, I'm his partner. And he's like, what What do you mean, partner? Explain yourself. And he's like, what do you, you know, because mm. they, they just don't understand that world. And it seems it's such recent history. You can't, you almost can't believe that a somebody wouldn't be able to comprehend that um, a gay man has a partner and actually maybe they don't mm. just have one person that they sleep with and, you know, there's a gay lifestyle and some people choose to indulge in that gay li- gay lifestyle. And it's absolutely fascinating. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, it is. A, it's, it's, a, it's a very well-judged, I thought, reminder all the way through, but not done, you know, it's just, it's just woven in, not gratuitous, but woven mm. into the fabric of it is that 20 years ago, life yeah. for particularly famous gay people was very different yeah. then you know it was something and, and you know the way everyone's dealing with that element of it is fascinating the way um the Andrew Cannon character deals with it and i thought it was so interesting how he feels like he's obsessed so he's obsessed with celebrity and mm. he's obsessed with versace he's obsessed with you know all all these mates at the time you know that versace was friends with madonna and elton john and all of those things and it's like 
and he's created this fantasy world for himself. So you see like fantasy sequences. There's this bit where he meets Versace mm. um, and has a long chat with him, which is a completely take place in his own mind. So it's much more, it is much, as you as you alluded to with comparison with the OJ series, it's much more bold in terms mm. of its form and structure and the way it does have fantasy sequences and flashbacks. And sometimes you don't even know what's real and what's not real. I and think- you don't know what the Cunanan character particularly, what, what he's saying, if he's really trying mm. to ex- fix the something or he's pretending it or... Yeah. There's a scene where... And it's stylized. It's heavily stylized. So I think while OJ's series was brilliantly almost documentary style in the yeah. way it was made because it was trying to... Because we knew that story so well and all the characters were so... If you, you know, if you were old enough to remember it, it had to make it so believable, which I think did a brilliant job. It was made almost unobtrusively, I thought, it was possible. This is high camp, operatic. Yeah. There's a scene where... Darren Christ, where the killer tortures this guy. It's in episode two. Oh, God. Right. With wraps like um, tape around his face, this poor guy that he's one of his victims. And meanwhile, Easy Lover by Phil Collins is blaring out and he's dancing around to it in his oh. pants. And it's this really kind of over the top, darkly funny scene. It's ridiculous and horrible and nasty. But- and it's got that the whole story is ridiculous and horrible and nasty, a bit camp. Over the top because his lifestyle's over the top. So the the form of the series matches the subject matter really yeah. cleverly. I think That's it was in danger. And when I saw when I when we first saw pictures of this, um, when it first came out, that all these, I think there is a danger that you could go, you could think, right, this is too flamboyant, and actually it's funny and it's not. But I didn't, I didn't when I watched it, I didn't think no. that. I think I thought it played very well. I think when I first saw um, Penelope Cruz in that blonde wig, I thought, oh my god, this is ridiculous. She looks insane. But actually, she's really good in in it. It's not. It's yeah. the right level of flamboyance yeah. to tell the story, but not too flamboyant to make it completely ludicrous. Yeah. It's pretty bold, isn't it, John, as well, the fact that these people are still alive. Like, obviously, Donatella is a huge, now, kind of iconic figure herself. I'm sure you pay full attention to yes. Versace yeah, shows every, every season. Yeah. All the seasons. Phone updates. Yeah, yeah. front row, you're in the fro. Yeah. Um, but she is, you know, she's, she's a massively famous figure what's what's the name wrote a song about didn't she um, lady gaga wrote a song about donatella well, who wouldn't who wouldn't thing is still alive the boyfriend's still alive antonio d'amico i was reading is like He's in his late 50s designer. still a designer so it's quite bold for this show which does not pull its punches in terms of for example donatella not liking the boyfriend at all mm. and they have a lot of conflict in the show and these people and, and they have complained about it i mean i think the real donatella i was gonna say that has she complained yeah they i put, read that penelope cruz she, got in touch with she her she did well they're mate it's 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 it, darren um, uh, the creator of the whole thing said yeah. that um, they were mates that uh, Penelope Cruz and Donatella are friends so Donatella approved of her taking the role but I think that's before she actually saw it right. and I think once, once anyone had seen it or read the script or whatever there was definitely a statement by the Versace family as one saying it wasn't fiction a lot of it didn't happen right you know all of that kind of stuff so I think then I mean it must be weird if you've gone through this in real life for a very over the top TV series to be made of the tragedy central to your life. I'm just, I, I find it, in, I, I'm more, almost more just stating as this is the world we're in now. I think it's fascinating yeah. where one of the best TV producers in the world with a brilliant writer and brilliant cast are recreating mm. still living people's lives. And I think it's extraordinary, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It'll be even more extreme of Hurricane Katrina because yeah, that's only right. a few years back now. Yeah, and the next feud is Charles and Diana. You know, he's he's tackling these big, huge, iconic stories. I think it's brilliant. I, I, I think he's he's, a, a he's brilliant. Anyway, I'm going to give this four and a half stars as well. I'm going to give this four stars, only because I gave the people of these OJ five stars, and I don't love this as much as I love that. I'm going to give it four stars again. Boyd, you saw John. two episodes. Yes. Um, I was wondering, do you like? 
That's a long time to fill. Is, do, do you think they've the got enough hours. steam? I thought for, that, for, actually. For I did hours? think nine's a lot. Well, after two, it's a good question, yeah. I guess I don't know where it's, ho- it's heading, that's for sure, because I think after two episodes I've got a pretty strong idea of the Andrew Cannon character and of... I think that you, we needed to know a lot more about Versace and his situation and the boyfriend and, you know, almost his his role in the world of fashion, you know, and why was he such an iconic figure in the world of fashion, all of that. So I guess that's... And, and the you know, the guy ended up being in the top ten most wanted list and, and hunted by the FBI and they didn't find catch him. It took, it took a long time to catch him. He Spoiler went on a killing spree. So, well, yeah. but So I think there is a lot of material is what I'm trying okay. to say. And I can see... I think I think it'll be fine, yeah. I'm intrigued to know how what paths it goes down the assassination of Jenny Versace, colon, American Crime Story, begins next Wednesday. Are we they just... all going to be available? No. Oh, no, God. Not. Oh, that is just ridiculous. Well, just deal with it. What, so they're only going to be week by week, nine weeks? Yes. Boyd, I know you've moved on. And no. I, I'm, I, 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 in, in the role to... of Kay, I should be moving us on as well. Yeah. Don't do but, it. So Ryan Murphy, the yeah. BBC are buying his shows. Yeah. But they don't buy a lot of... Do they buy a lot of international shows? No, that's nature? also an interesting point. I'm glad you raised that. It's it's interesting how I think... So I think the BBC now feels that they can't just buy any old American shite. Or even when I was growing up, Dynasty in Dallas was shown prime time on BBC One. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. And even, you know, for, for years, big American shows were... Shown on BBC now. When now that there's hundreds of channels that can all vine to buy this stuff, I think they feel they shouldn't be paying licensed payers money on American imports because everyone else is going to show them if we if they don't. But I think they feel valid in buying these particular Ryan Murphy series because there's something more to them. There's a more there's a certain depth to them and that social commentary that I was talking about. I feel that's their reasoning that this feels and BBC Two feels like a good channel for them and they will be watched by many more people on BBC Two oh, of course. than if they were on Sky, for example. Yeah. Just because you know automatically you're going to get two and a half three million watching them, probably at least giving it a go week on BBC Two. Yeah. <laughs> so it's week Nine by week. Weeks. Deal with it. Oh. We're now doing our latest in the series of Oscar. Ding. nominated films. If you don't know what that is, that is our series of Oscar tings um, that we're doing whenever we review an Oscar film. And actually, we're going to do an Oscar special, Boyd, aren't we? We talked about this we briefly. We should. Oh, yeah, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't told John about John, this. John, can we do an Oscar special? This is live sure. production meeting. Yeah. Right. John <laughs> says yes. I'll text message K and Excellent. we'll set the whole thing up. Great. I, Tonya, opens the cinemas this Friday, the 23rd, everywhere... It's been nominated for myriad Oscars, including Best Actress, Margot Robbie, Best Supporting Actress, Alison Janney, Best Screenplay, blah, blah, blah. It's about Tonya Harding. John? Are you, you going to take fill it us on? in? Oh, gosh. I've never done a summary. Well, oh, I'm, I'm throwing know, to you. Uh, I gave you no warning. Yeah. I are with the big boys now. You yeah. can do it. Yeah. <clears throat> I have, in, 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 the, in the interest of full transparency, I've printed out Heat's esteemed film editor, Charles Gant's review mm-hmm. of Itonia, just so that we've got all the names in front, you know, we've all got the names in front. And I have to say, his What's Wrong With It, you know, in Heat we do the plot, What's Right, What's Wrong With It, his What's Wrong With It is one of my favourites, but we'll get to that later. But, John? I'm about to uh, paraphrase, paraphrase his, his plot sum- summaries. The year is 1994. Ooh. And how old are you then, John? <laughs> Depends at what point in the year, but. <laughs> Three Just or four. Three or four, brilliant. So you remember this well. Oh, well, like <laughs> yesterday. I mean, yeah, if you so didn't pay any attention to Versace, I don't think he's going to pay much attention no. to Tony Harding. Actually, no, I didn't pay attention to Versace, but I was really into ice skating. <laughs> Funny, when Tony Harding was ice skating when she was three. What were you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Not ice skating. Unbelievable. Tonya Harding... Enfant terrible of the ice skating Ooh. world. Told Sorry. you about words. <laughs> Mul- Not only five syllables, words. we've now got French. <laughs> 
You'll be hearing from I mean, my it's people. A, it's a cut above. Yeah. The film opens with a kind of title card that says that the plot is collated from massively contrasting accounts from Sebastian Stan, who plays the husband. I cannot remember his name for the life of me right now. And uh, annoyingly, I haven't put it in this in this in this. So you said yet. that you printed everything Harding's out that's going to help, Just but Harding's actually husband, you yeah. haven't. Yeah. Uh, the massive Mr. Harding, Mr. Harding, Mr. Harding, yeah, and Mrs. Harding's massively <laughs> contrasting <laughs> accounts of what happened when Olympic rival Nancy Carrigan's knee was was uh, bashed in bashed in by somebody. Yes. And this is an attempt to kind of paste that all together and make a film that explains the truth? Question mark. Oh, yeah. good, good mm. up, good up, upturn. And it's done, in, it's done, is it not, in a mockumentary it, style? It is done in a fabulous mockumentary style. And it is indeed a social commentary. Oh, you say, Boyd? I would, together. I bloody well would. So I remember this really, really well because I was not three. Um, <laughs> so Tonya Harding, the first ever ice skater to do a triple axel, which if you don't know what that is, it's very, very difficult, okay? Um, and she is kind of a, uh, what would we say? Kind of white trash, isn't she? That's what they probably say in America. I mean, yeah, that's the phrase that Trailer is used. Trailer trash. No, what, yeah, yeah, either in of America. those. And she is, so she's not your sort of Described traditional. In, in the aforementioned Charles Gantt mm. um, comment, economically disadvantaged people. Yes, she is economically. So it's just her and her mum. And she has a really, really horrible relationship with her mum where her mum is just a bit of a nasty lady, isn't she? A bit? She's uh, horrendous. She's horrendous. But, okay, she is horrendous. But at a very young age, she recognises that her daughter has a huge talent. She does. And she says, you need to take, she's amazing at ice skating and you need to take her on. So she ta- makes her ice skate um, with this professional coach yeah. from a very young age. Yeah. So yeah, she's an evil cow, <laughs> but... On some level, there was there's love for this daughter of hers, isn't sure. there? Yeah. Anyway, so poor Tonya um, is really not accepted, is she, by the um, the skating elite? No. And that's mostly what this is about, I think. Oh, mostly. Yeah, I, I think. I yeah. Think so this on, is a on really a class, class on a class again, class level, it's because she is from, as you say, you, as you're calling them using the phrase white trash, working class, dirt poor. Yeah. Um. That she's, they frown upon her, and she's vulgar. She, they make her own um, costumes, you know, yeah. rather than making these, buying these expensive, you know, lavish costumes. She make, they make her own, mm. and they're not up to scratch. And the way she, she swears, but um, she swears to the judges. So she gets marked down. Yeah, is this, is one of the theses of the film in official competition because part of the whole thing of this hoity-toity ice skating world is that you look and act yeah. the part, and she doesn't. Whereas Nancy Kerrigan. Who interestingly, I thought all American girl, all American girl. Who, and one of the most interesting scenes in the film, I thought, when they're sharing a room and they're actually getting on very well. Yeah, which I think was true in real life. And she as well. does. She has said that. She said, yeah. "You have to remember, you know, we shared. Yeah. We were on, on, you know, we were basically touring together all these competitions. So we we were friends. Yeah. But Nancy Kerrigan is very kind of from a conservative American family. Yeah. Uh, you know, very pretty, very pristine. And Tonya Harding, and it is alluded to in the film that several times. And I don't know how true this is that judges actually said to her, "Look, you are not." You're not what we're after. You yeah. haven't got the full I think, package. I think that's... It probably did happen, I think didn't that's it? Stuff to, there's a lot of going on in this, in this, in this John. There's, there's that. There's the class... I mean, I'm obsessed with the class thing this week, but, you know, I think it is it's definitely there. Yeah, of course. I mean, clearly in this. There's also a whole quite, I thought, quite interestingly dealt with, it's a bad way of putting it, depiction of abuse, of spousal abuse. Her mum hits her yeah. um, a few times, but her husband, 
just whacks her mm. regularly. And the way that's dealt with, it's almost darkly comic, isn't it? I mean, what did you, did you, did you know what I mean? I was quite uh, 100%. fascinated. 100%. When, when Steph said, it's a sad story, yeah. I don't think sad is the first word that you'd use to describe this film. No. It's quite... It's like poppy effervescent. Yeah. Like it's right. And maybe that I didn't is was that at odds with the story? I'm not sure. Well, I think again, slightly similarly to Versace, I'm going to sound like I'm repeating myself and making the same point. But I was really remind, same thing. I think that the way they tell this story, um, the director Craig Gillespie particularly, it's done in, in a very flamboyant way. There's lots of long tracking shots. There's lots of a, a relentless amount of music, like eighties, mm. nineties music. It must have cost them so time, much money. Have, and it's almost done like a kind of Scorsese esque, Paul Thomas Anderson esque. Dazzlingly cinematic, but fun. It's fun. Yeah. This film right. is fun. Okay. So on the one hand, you've got um, her, all the characters talking to camera, being very funny about how they have different versions of what went on in reality, mm. and it's an awful thing that happened. And there's horrendous things like, her, particularly her getting beaten and punched and abused by her husband, which he denies. But all of that's dealt with in a very funny, darkly comic way, and I right. thought that worked really well. I wasn't expecting I agree. this story could have been told in a straight, you know, kind of almost documentary way but no like the Versace TV show mm. it's lavish over the top and funny but the reason I say sad okay is because I think after you've watched it I was very reflective about it and actually what makes me feel sad about it is even though she was probably technically a lot better and far superior because of her background and that wasn't obviously not her fault she was treated really badly which is why she ended up with such a nasty bastard for her husband and um, she had this horrible relationship with her mum and why she ended up not really making it and actually that's what makes me sad about it because actually she was a really what she was, it was oh, just yeah. a young woman with an incredible talent and had she been in the right hands and at various points she was in the right hands her, she, her career could have been completely different I agree, but the tonally isn't it so interesting how you're right. It's a really, it's on one, it's a tragic story of what could have been for her and these and these idiots who came up concocted this plot yeah. to attack Nancy Garrigan behind her back. That's the thesis of the film. But she's an American villain. Peep, everybody uh, in America, she has yeah. been portrayed for years Were you aware, and years. John, of how iconic this story was before? No. You, oh yeah, because it's interesting. It's like the the that final. So after Nancy Garrigan had been injured by these associates, by uh, so. The thesis of the film is the plot was concocted by her husband and his yeah. mates behind Tonya's back. Yeah. And speculation has been rife ever since ever is the since. extent to which she knew that they were going to attack her closest rival in the American team. That, so this became such a huge public story that when the, by the time the actual um, uh, Olympics came round, Winter Olympics came round, mm-hmm. after she'd been injured, because Nancy Garrick recovered enough to yeah. take part, they both took part. It was watched. It was watched by 125 million yeah. people in America. I, like, I it's I the fourth it. most watched event on American television history. It was massive, and the whole country. She became public enemy number one. Everyone yeah, hated her. This is what I mean. But I think she has maintained being this huge American villain all this time, and I yeah. actually think that this is the turning oh. point for that. Uh, jumping back on the point of the tone, I think why the tone works, and whether this is true or not, is another matter. But the way. That, in terms of watching the film, the reason that the tone works is because it's driven by the characters. So Tonya herself, as you were saying about Lenny in the uh, in Save Me, she's a survivor. And so almost she's yeah. putting this dark humour on what was happening, which means that it can kind of get a, from what... I'm not trying to, you know... Uh, say that abuse is okay, but no, I think driven, <laughs> driven by the character. Officially, kind of John does not approve of abuse. Of abuse. It, it, yeah, it lets that it yeah. allows that black humour to absolutely work. right. I, I completely agree. You've, you've stated it 
brilliantly because that was I was trying to work out the way of explaining to people because when you say it when you write about when you review this film if you like written down mm-hmm. and you say repeatedly she's being hit by this guy and it's kind of played for laughs almost mm. well but actually but it is being told by from her point of view and it's and it, and the sickness of it is there for yeah. you to see you don't it doesn't have to be and I think because I, I my, this is my big broadest biggest point that I wanted to make okay, about this whole okay, film. No, well, get ready hold on get ready are you ready right ready I'm making a big point here right. I don't like biopics in general. I find biographical retellings of famous people's life stories deeply tedious, usually, because they're often... Boyd, that is ridiculous. No, 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 no. Well, it's not as ridiculous as any of your little... little like, <laughs> I'm not saying it isn't, but that is ridiculous No, but this is, is for why. There's a logical reason, because okay. often they're very obvious, clunky, A to Z narratives, you know, to people's lives. And I'm like, oh, I know the basics of, you know... Um, Whoever the Doors, for example, Oliver Stone's from the Doors. You ever seen it? It's hilarious. It's literally like you know the A to Z of the Doors and how they came up with you know Come on, baby, light my fire. It's preposterous. It's terrible. So I was slightly dreading I Tonya because I thought oh it's a biopic of Tony Harding and I know the basic story, but I thought it was so clever how it turns this iconic story that we all well a lot of people, particularly in America, in America, even people if, who know, were old enough, yeah, well, even in America, it's such a famous story. Yeah, it's just turned into this really giddily entertaining film mm. that still managed to make its points about her life and the abuse and all of that so cleverly within what's basically a comedy. It's a, it's a comedy. It's yeah. a really, really oh, clever. I think they, they have cast a Margot Robbie perfectly oh, in this. Yeah. She is so... Oh, she's amazing in this. It's, I, she's not going to win the Oscar, obviously, because what's her chops is going to win it, Frances McDormand. Probably, yeah. Frances McDormand's the strong favourite for, for three, uh, billboards. three billboards. But in any other year, but I think... But Janney is the favourite, I think, for best supporting. Oh, Janney's It's between Janney... No, I think it's between... Laurie Metcalf? No, Metcalf. It's a, it's a mm. 50-50. That's my current feeling. John, what's your feeling about those two? They're both great. I haven't seen Lady Bird. That's okay. Um, right. So. Did you ever watch Roseanne? No. Would you be happy right. if uh, Alison Janney won Best Supporting Actress for this film? I think she was great. Um, she, the, the subject of her brings me on to like a minor... Go on. Like a really minor no, issue yeah, I have yeah. overall is that a couple of the characters at points moved into the kind of area of caricature. Yes. Particularly the bodyguard character oh, yeah. whose intelligence is so low <laughs> but then that you, it's unfathomable. With, right. with his ludicrous conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah. He's a doofus. No, yeah. you do think that when you watch it. But then you were shown some actual footage mm. of him and you think, oh God, he actually was like that. So I, mean, I, I think, think that qualifies. I think it. to some extent he was. Okay, know, well, but, then, the, yeah. but the mother, even the mother, I, I know what yeah. you mean. The mother, I mean, she's sitting there with a, kind of attached to some kind of medical support thing, and a bird. with a bat parrot on her shoulder, yeah. smoking fags. It is a comical thing, yeah. and I actually think, look, I kind of, I love Alison Janney. CJ in the West Wing, I think, is the greatest single character, wow. one of the greatest characters Big in the history of American television. Statement. Big statement. I love her, but I think her performance in this is pretty much one thing. Whereas I think Laurie Metcalf is incredible. And I think so. I'd go for Metcalf. Okay. Anyway, at this point, again, Kay will be telling us to wrap the so, hell all up. So, right, Kay, we will. Because I can hear you from Dribbling India. Dribbling on about it. Ooh. I, Tonya, I'm going to give it... Oh, my God. Can I give it four and a half I'm stars giving again? It, I'm going to give it four and a half. Oh, what is, no, what, that's ridiculous. Do you know what's happened? What I've realised, okay, right. So you and I have, <laughs> I'd just like to say, in the most part... Yeah. Agreed on on this. We've yeah. given everything. It's, pretty, it's, it's annoying, isn't it? Right, but okay. Who's missing? Right. Yeah. Kay's yeah, missing. Kay, right. So what I'm going to say now is Kay's a troublemaker. Yeah. I think that's been made really right. clear. You're I just right. think it's a high quality week for stuff that you guys are reviewing. It is a high quality uh, week. John, no, it isn't. <laughs> Kay is a troublemaker, and I will be speaking to her about that when she gets back. Two four and a halves, John. Yeah, four and a half as well. Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah. Really I just wanted to show, I referred to earlier, Charles Gant in his review for Oh, Heat, yes, please do He say. said, what's wrong with it? Its depiction of economically disadvantaged people making not so smart decisions is arguably a tad exploitative. Oh, Charles. And who can argue with that? No one can argue with a that. A tad indeed. And why would you? But it's worth it. Exploit away, that's what I say. In cinemas now. Now, finally, it's that time. It's, I'll do it alone. Question time. Yeah. Question time. <laughs> Great. Gonna, harmony. We're going to do it. That was a harmony. Do it? Okay, one, two, Let's three. Not... It's question, question time. I can't believe you forced John to sing. Well, <laughs> it's come to it's that. It's not really sing. It's more of just like a, an upbeat. In, ding. Ding. Like in honour of the multiple Oscar nominated Itonia, which is in many levels, in many ways, a sports film. What's our favourite sports film is the question. This is Or just TV. Freaky. Sports, film or TV thing. Johnny, I know you love both sport and TV and film. What is your answer? I do love film. Yeah. And I do like TV. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, this is completely not the correct answer, but it's my oh, subjective answer, oh. which is uh, which is another probably reflection of my age, which is Space Jam. <sighs> Brilliant. Space love Jam, it. that very love recent it. film with Michael Jordan in it. But it doesn't have to be recent. We just, we're going back in the whole of history, of course. That's, I can't saying, believe we're having a go. I'm just saying he's young, you know, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Space Jam, which is a... One of my favourite things that you can ever do with film when you interact <laughs> with cartoon characters, but there's humans in it as well. Live action animation, is that what you're trying to say? Boyd, I'll say it in my own like way. Like Mary Poppins. Very much. Yeah, like Mary Poppins. Yeah. And bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah. What is your favourite sports-related TV or film thing? Right, okay. I'm sorry, I am going to have to mention three. Don't apologise. Okay. Right. A League of Their Own. Not the TV series, although I do love that as well. The baseball film, ah. which is Madonna. Yes. Rosie O'Donnell, where yes. they became very, very good friends. Yeah. I listened to a brilliant podcast of Rosie O'Donnell. She became very good friends with Madonna on that film. Susan Sarandon, Tom Hanks, about women's baseball. Absolutely brilliant. Have you seen that film, John? No. And when oh. you said Madonna baseball film and it's good, I was thinking, really? Boyd, yeah, no, it really, is really it good. is a great yeah, film. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Moneyball, Brad Pitt. Yes, yeah. That is one of my favourite Brad Pitt films. I absolutely love that. And of course, The Blind Side, Sandra ah. Bullock's Oscar-winning role. You love Sandra in the Bullock, Bullock, don't you? I love the Bullock. Yeah, I mean, do will we re, do, have we discuss this much in the pub? Probably listeners. Listeners might not know. People on the ground might not know of your obsession with Sandy Bullock. You oh, are. I'm she's obsessed. your number one, isn't she? Sandy B is my number one. I feel yeah. if. If given enough time, we would become bestest friends. She would be my best friend over Kay, and that is saying something. Ooh. I know. Yeah, controversial. Yeah. yeah, well. You predicted what my answers to this would be, and you were right. Right. So it's Field of Dreams, okay. which is one of my favourite yep. films of all time. Kevin Costner. Costner, baseball, dad issues. Yeah. Fantasy. J.D. Sunninger-esque character, playing by James Earl Jones. It's got it all. Yeah. It's got it all. Yeah. It's brilliant. That is definitely the best film, um, and... Best documentary, of course, of all time is 89, the oh, recent uh, film about Arsenal's nineteen. Is this that thing about three triumph. minutes? The three minutes where they score a goal or something? What is it? And we scored in, in, the, in, the, in the last minute and of I the game against Liverpool, the last game that, in the season. How can that be a film? In the most film? historic and fantastic. So it's all the build up to it, you about idiot. one minute. What do you mean? It's like saying how can the plane <laughs> crash with Sully's in. Boy literally just called me an idiot. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm not saying, saying that's not true, but so, still. Right. If you've seen Sully, the, the film about the plane crash. Yes, it's very well, good, Tom Hanks. lasted about a minute, that incident, but there's still a film about it. No, because then there was like the whole inquest well, and there was a the bit before. There's the whole build up before and there's the whole inquest after. <laughs> 
I, there was an inquest in 89, but, you know, I, if we were to have an inquest. So in 89, Arsenal... There's also a really a moving league. element of it is, which is that, of course, it all happened in the year of Hillsborough. Oh, God. And so that is a really... I remember this now. Now yeah. I look like an idiot. No, 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 no. I wasn't no, saying it was a bastard. It's got to be a moment in the episode, hasn't no. yeah, it? There but. has. Um, so yeah, it's it's Step really moving. The way it was, the way that was dealt with is really moving. But in the end, it's 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 a, it's an incredible account. It is one of the most extraordinary true life sports stories. Do you know ever. what? I'm going to watch it. Watch it now. You may have noticed that we haven't done reviews news because if I do reviews news, Kay will beat me over the head with a microphone. I started looking at some of the reviews, and then you and thought, then Kay started messaging me on the phone. Are you looking at reviews? Oh, oh my god! Like she knows. She knew. She, she loves knew. to she do reviews news, but I am just going to put a shout out right now. You know she is hell bent on us getting a <laughs> hundred reviews. Okay, now I'm just going to say this: since our last request for reviews, we've only had one more review. It's a brilliant review, but Kay will read that when she's back, I'm sure. If you would like to rate and review us on the iTunes, please do. Maybe it's because she's going away, people will know. They thought they're taking a break from writing reviews no, in honour of her. No, please do. I'm not encouraging it. Anyway, it's been wonderful to have you all here. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying that. Like It has been wonderful. Yeah, it's been wonderful. It's nice wonderful to have Johnny, Johnny yeah. thanks, pitching in. JD. Thanks, for yeah. Thanks for being producer and presenter. It's very and good. we'll be back next week. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. <laughs>